You know, I'm a firm believer that questions are far more important than answers. Because if you ask, like, what is the nature of reality, your answer would have been different every hundred years from different physicists or whatever. But go ahead, ask your stupid question, question <laughs> of the day. My question of the day for you comes from Quora, which is, I understand, a website that has questions. On the World Wide Web? I'm not sure if it's the World Wide Web or the kind of North, the Northeast Web um, in this case. But um, So this question is labeled, quite helpfully, a question that contains assumptions, which is important. And the question itself is, why do people think New York City is the greatest city in the world when it's really a rat-infested cesspool of noise and self-serving type A personalities? I think that's you and me, meant to be you and me, all trying to outwork one another. Well, okay. I have three comments on the question, on the assumptions. Um, first off, there are more rats than humans, supposedly. No, that, I'm wrong? This is one of those kind of statistics that, that get floated up once in a while and are almost always unproven and almost just as often untrue. Like, I read some from some feral cat advocacy group that there are something like 12 million feral cats in New York. And it just gets repeated and repeated and repeated. The same thing has been done about homeless people in America on and on. It's always advocacy groups. So so this is the rat advocacy group. Okay, but let me, let me... Let's say there's a lot of rats. There is a... I didn't know there was a rat advocacy group. That disturbs me too. Rat-vocacy. Rodentia. When's the last time you've been out at like three in the morning or four in the morning? Long time. Okay, so I used to play poker every night. I'd go across Madison Park from the poker place to my home uh, to... Uh, so is the Mayfair? Yeah, the Mayfair Club on 25th Street. Um, since closed down a long time ago by Giuliani. But at that time, the entire Madison Park, and this is where Shake Shack is now, and it's a, they've cleaned up the park. That's their taste secret. <laughs> it could be. The entire park was covered in rats. So what I would have to do to like make a- it home... Like a rat carpet? Yeah, it was like a rat carpet, literally. Right. What I'd have to do as soon as what I... What are they doing? I don't know. But what I ha- literally would have to do is I'd have to jump, and then they would run away, and that would, like, clear the path. I was like Moses, like, parting the Red Sea of rats. And the same thing held true. Moses supposes his toes are roses, but Moses supposes erroneously, because they're rats. You should, uh... You should be a rapper I with should. that one. I should. Anyway, oh, sorry. Okay, so, so you're saying so, there are uh, more... Okay, so so I, I am saying the rat infested, whether there's more or not, is okay. true. Okay, Um. The, the second thing he said, it is very noisy. I used to do this project for HBO where I would interview people at 3 in the morning. Sometimes, particularly on Times Square at 3 in the morning, I could be sitting this close to somebody, like we're two or three feet away from each other, and I would not be able to hear you because mm-hmm. there was so much noise at 3 in the morning. So that part's true as well. The rest of it, I am always curious whenever someone has a judgment when they don't really know, that are they really just putting up a mirror to themselves? Like, are they really just, there's some psychological issue they have about, because obviously not everybody in New York is type A, uh, you know, self-serving type self-serving. A personalities, all trying to outwork one another. Yeah, I, I, most people I know are not like that mm-hmm. in New York. I would say one out of ten. Well, let like me ask. Else. Let me ask you this, because but but the question. So remember, this person helpfully labeled this a question that contains assumptions. So they're saying yes. I'm saying there there are a few assumptions. One is people do say that New York City is the greatest in the world. Many don't. Whatever. And then the other assumptions about how how bad it is. But 
I guess where I wanted to go with this question of the day is to um, not necessarily defend New York City, but I would like to talk about why some people, including me, think that New York is a great place. I, I don't claim it's the greatest city in the world. But I, I, I do think it's an unbelievably great place. But I would preface that by saying it's certainly not for everyone. I mean, it's a very um, particular place. It's unlike any other city in America, certainly. And I would say it's great for young people. And by young, I'm going to say anybody from the ages of 20 to 40. Don't you think it gets really good again once you're like, like I know a lot of people, like friends my age, whose parents, once the kids are gone, like they move to the suburbs or beyond. And then once the kids are all gone, they're out of college even, da, 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 then the parents can like have a life again. They move back to New York and it's awesome because there's so much to do. You're not, you don't have to drive yourself everywhere. I you, guess my, my thing is I don't like to do anything. So that doesn't help me much. That doesn't help but, you much. But when I was young, I liked to meet friends. I liked to meet potential spouses. And it's there's so much energy in the city that you could, there, there's so many different opportunities, whether they are business opportunities or, or artistic opportunities. Uh, I just took my kids last night to... Uh, the opening of a Broadway play. And what was the show? Uh, it was called Spring Awakening. Oh, sure. Which yeah, is yeah. a little tricky. Wasn't this a version for the deaf? Uh, yes. It was, uh, 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 most of the actors were deaf. And um, Oh, so the actors are deaf. Was the audience primarily hearing impaired and deaf or no? Um, about, I would say, just by observation, like the people in front of me, they were all talking in sign language. Mm. So it seemed like about half the audience was deaf. But, you know, you had Marley Matlin. Uh, Who's in the show. In the show. And, um, they would speak, but there was other actors speaking and over a recording. And then sometimes there'd be signing and there would be, you never not knew what they were saying. Sometimes there would, you would see visually the words mm. appear or sometimes there would be audio recordings of the words, mm. but everybody was signing the whole wow. time on stage. It was very creative. Hey, James and I have this one under control. But I'm not so sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, James. In case not, I'm going to grab our QOD Magic 8-Ball just in case. We'll be right back. Today, FreshBooks has their very own question of the day for you. If you're a business owner or an entrepreneur, then pay special attention. This question is specifically for you. If I say invoicing, expense reporting, and time tracking, what's the first thing that you feel? Stressed, nauseous, anxious, frustrated? Let FreshBooks bring you relief from those feelings. FreshBooks is the amazing, intuitively designed invoicing software that helps small business owners spend way less time on paperwork and stay effortlessly organized. Boy, I wish I had this when I was running a business. You'll be creating and sending invoices in minutes, watching expenses practically organize themselves, and probably wondering why you didn't start sooner. Try FreshBooks free for 30 days. Just go to freshbooks.com slash question and enter our show name, question of the day, in the how did you hear about us section while signing up. Again, just go to freshbooks.com slash question and enter our show name, question of the day, while signing up to get your free 30-day trial. I want to reel it back to the original question, which is the reason we brought this up, the, the death issue, is because in New York City is the only place in the world where you can find a play well, made not, up of all, all right. deaf performers, and including an, uh, an Academy Award winner, right. and uh, half the audience is deaf, and uh, I could bring my kids to it. Like, like New York is accessible also, so it's not like... Um, everything is out of bounds. Like I was able to bring, uh, you know, have an experience that they've never had before. And that gives them an energy, a, a hope 
in their future that they could be this creative. And uh, mm. and look, also, there's a lot of research in urban areas. Steven Johnson's done all this research in urban areas like a New York City. It doesn't get any more urban in the U.S. Uh, in in tightly packed urban areas, ideas tend to flow much more quickly. We have generations of ideas and innovation that happen in places like New York City, San Francisco, L.A., Chicago, and so on. Yeah, one of the reasons I would give to why New York is, you know, why I think it's good um, is very much along the lines of what you're saying about, you know, it's the only place in the world or one of the few where you'd find that kind of show. Um, I see this a lot with uh, teenage kids. So my kids are now getting into teens, but before that I had friends who were older, whose kids were older at least, and what I learned from talking to a lot of those kids are that if you're a teenager, no matter what you're into, you can find a circle, a cohort in New York, right? Oh, yeah. Whereas if you are into whatever, fencing or whatever sport or whatever language or literature thing, and you're in a you know suburban or rural place, which is kind of what I, you know, I grew up in the countryside and I was just like, I didn't have many people who were into stuff that I was into. And like that's if, really frustrating. Like if you were into fencing where you grew up, there's no way you could have been like in the Junior Olympics, for instance, right. unless you were like amazingly talented. On Cora, someone actually answered this question about New York. Her name is Bonnie Wolf, and she wrote, I like this a lot, she wrote, New York City is, is the analog version of the internet. Here's an example. Most cities can't support a fencing store because there are not enough people locally to support one, but New York City has one. A lot of Manhattan is like that. If you want to buy something, there's probably a specialty store for it. Although more and more, the internet is getting better at Manhattan than providing stuff like that, but still, the point is the same. She continues to write, Me, I am not into fencing, but I really like to read books and talk to other people who read books. I tried belonging to some book clubs in and around Venice, California, where I live, but found that they were always reading something I didn't want to read or I had to drive a long ways to get there in L.A. traffic. But when I lived in New York, I belonged to six book clubs. Thank you, Bonnie. Way to go. Wow. Um, there were more than 30 what was plus. she reading? Yeah. And For six book clubs? Six book clubs. But that's, to me, you know, there's a thing called propinquity. Do you know that word? No, I've never heard that word before in my life. How do you spell it? Uh, P-R-O-P-I-N-Q-U-I-T-Y. And really, it means, um, it's kind of, I think it means like the state of being uh, close. So it's basically about proximity. So it's not, de- it's related to density, but it's like a product of density. But New York has propinquity, which is that because there is a huge density of people with different ideas and a lot of strivers and people and different ideas about how to live, cultures, et cetera, all that stuff. Therefore, the spillover propinquity for any one person is bound to be a lot higher than if you're elsewhere. And that, I think, is a huge boon to any human. If your temperament can handle it, and it's not for everyone. Okay, so let me ask you this. Let's say you're. we just went on and on about New York City. It's great. It's wonderful. Obviously, there's a lot of rats. There's a lot of noise. There's there's a lot of problems, too, in New York City. It's traffic. Very, it's very expensive. There's traffic. Uh, let's say, but, but, but the point that we've both been making, that the energy is so high and interesting and accessible. Like, look at us right now. We sound like we're on all kinds of drugs, and we're not even. No, I am actually a little bit. What are you on? But um, I don't know, probably a few medical things. So, but I'm going to change the topic. Uh, if someone's not living in New York City, how can they get, how can they access or tap into that energy, that Great same question. type of energy? Great question. How can they make their own inner New York City? 
if I'm interested in fencing and I live in Schenectady, like you grew up near. Well, I think the physical things like that are less hard, right? Like you can find the people who are into it. And look, that's where the internet has shrunk the world. In so a like way. you can watch YouTube videos, for instance. Yeah, on but you can to's. also find, look, I mean, that's the digital revolution has done a lot of things well. And one of them is it lets, it makes thin markets thick, right? It allows where, you know, like a thin market is something where there aren't that many buyers or sellers, even if we're talking about something that's, you know, friendship or there's not money changing hands. But Markets become thicker digitally because people can find each other. So I can imagine you can find other people, but phys- if it's something that you have to physically engage in, like fencing, no, de- um, distance is a real barrier. But to me, the harder part is more the mental part, which is how can you kind of create for yourself or draft on or steal the kind of energy that you and I are saying that New York has a lot of. And I'm sure some people would dispute it, and I'm sure a lot of people would say, geez, that energy is the last thing in the world I want. But I think you can, like, let's say book clubs as as an example, Facebook, you can create groups or there's plenty of ways now to connect with people other than physically if you're comfortable with that. So if you, if you, if you get, let's say, 80% of the value, if you connect with them online that you do in person, then I, you, certainly the internet is, you, you know, you can tap into that to get a lot of this energy that 20 years ago when I first moved to New York City, you wouldn't have been able to find. Yeah, I'll tell you my favorite thing about New York. That I uh, live right outside of New York. That you live right, this the good city that you live right outside of. Um, this is, I don't know, this is hard to express and probably will come out sounding very mumbly-mouthed. Um, but the thing that I like about New York is that it feels at the same time ahead of its time and very, very, very traditional. So, like, there are a lot of things that happen here that are very ingrained, that go back not just five generations in New York, but go back to our most ancient ancestors, right? It's a very, it's, it's, an, it's, an, it's, an, it's a medium old city in to- terms of the world. Well, it's a relatively young city in terms of the world cities, right? We're not that old, but it's a city kind of with an old soul. There's a way that it operates that's very, very, very traditional, the way that we think about family, the way that we think about relationships. You're interacting with a lot of people all the time and you're, a lot of those people that you're interacting with have been through a lot, have been through it all and know it. So there's a sense of very, very, very old-fashionedness and tradition in New York. At the same time, there's a sense that it's constantly changing aggressively and fast and without regret. It's one thing that I really love about New York. We like old stuff here. We like history. But we feel like history is a little bit more something that you embody or imbue in an, a transaction as opposed to something you have to have in a box. We love our change. And that is what I love about New York. It's like a constant tug of war with uh, civilization itself. I like that. I'll, I'll go along with that. You're welcome. To hear about our next question of the day, stay tuned. But first... Ugh, would you stop stressing over invoices, expense reporting, and time tracking already? FreshBooks will make creating and sending invoices, organizing your expenses, and tracking your billable hours the easiest part of your workday. Go to freshbooks.com slash question for your free 30-day trial. Questions about next episode's question? Here's a hint. As opposed to something like, needless to say... Like, if it's needless to say, don't say it, all right? right. It, needless to say is one of those cliches that's so bad that a friend of mine, a writer, he calls it needles to hay. It's like, it's so stupid, it shouldn't even be a real thing. <laughs>